Welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Sleep Tight Relax on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have a moment, please consider leaving a review. Your review might help introduce others to our podcast. Thank you. Our sleep story tonight is about a soldier who meets an old witch and does a favor for her. She asks him to go down into a hollow tree and fetch an old tinderbox for her. She tells him he can take all the coins he wants when he is down there as long as he brings her the tinderbox. The soldier goes down into the tree and sees things are exactly as the old witch told him, and he fills his pockets in the first room, only to find that the second and third rooms are even better. He finally fills his pockets, his bag, and even his boots, and calls up to the old witch, telling her he is ready. She asks if he got the tinderbox, and he had forgotten it. He goes and gets it, and when he gets back outside the tree, asks the old witch what makes the tinderbox better than all the gold he found. She tells him it is a tinderbox that her grandmother left there. But he doesn't believe her, so he takes it, and all the gold for himself. But what is so special about the tinderbox? Before we continue with our story, let's first make sure you are cozy and comfortable. The lights are off. You have silenced notifications. Find your comfortable place, your place to relax, or your favorite position in bed. Wiggle around a little bit and make yourself comfortable. This is your safe place, a place where you can relax and sleep, where you feel warm and cozy and you get to return to this place at the end of each day. Now, just take a moment to relax and be still. You have nothing left to do, nothing to worry about. Take a big stretch in bed, reaching as far as you can. Now close your eyes if you like, and we'll begin with a few slow, deep belly breaths. 
Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your belly. Take a deep breath in, collecting any worries or concerns, and breathe out, letting them all go. Breathe in, and breathe out. Breathe in, and breathe out. Wiggle around a little bit again to help make things feel as they should. Take another deep breath and relax. Now, let's continue with the tinderbox and find out why the old witch wants the tinderbox so badly. The Tinderbox A soldier came marching along the high road, left, right, a left, right. He had his knapsack on his back and a sword by his side, for he had been to the wars and was now returning home. An old witch met him on the road. She was not very nice to look at. Her lip hung down onto her chest. Good evening, soldier, she said. What a fine sword and knapsack you have. You are something like a soldier. You ought to have as much money as you would like to carry. Thank you, old witch, said the soldier. Do you see that great tree there? Said the witch, pointing to a tree beside them. It is hollow within. You must climb up to the top and then you will see a hole through which you can let yourself down into the tree. I will tie a rope around your waist so that I may be able to pull you up again when you call. What shall I do down there? asked the soldier. Get money, answered the witch. Listen, when you reach the bottom of the tree, you will find yourself in a large hall. It is light there, for there are more than 300 lamps burning. Then you will see three doors which you can open. The keys are in the locks. If you go into the first room, you will see a great chest in the middle of the floor with a dog sitting upon it. He has eyes as large as saucers, but you don't need to worry about him. I will give you my blue checked apron, which you must spread out on the floor and then go back quickly and fetch the dog and set him upon it. Open the chest and take as much money as you like. It is copper in there, 
If you would rather have silver, you must go into the next room, where there is a dog with eyes as large as mill wheels. But don't take any notice of him. Just set him upon my apron and help yourself to the money. If you prefer gold, you can get that too if you go into the third room, and you can have as much as you like to carry. But the dog that guards the chest there has eyes as large as the round tower at Copenhagen. He is a scary-looking dog, I can tell you, but you needn't be afraid of him either. Only put him on my apron and he won't touch you, and you can take out as much of the gold from the chest as you like. Come, this is not bad, said the soldier, but what am I to give you, old witch? For surely you are not going to do this for nothing. Yes, I am, replied the witch. Not a single coin will I take. For me, you shall bring nothing but an old tinderbox, which my grandmother forgot last time she was down there. Well, tie the rope around my waist then, said the soldier. Here it is, said the witch, and here is my blue check apron. Then the soldier climbed up the tree, let himself down through the hole, and found himself standing, as the witch had said, underground in the large hall where the 300 lamps were burning. Well, he opened the first door. Ugh. There sat the dog with eyes as big as saucers glaring at him. You are a fine fellow, said the soldier, and put him on the witch's apron, took as much copper as his pockets would hold, then he shut the chest, put the dog on it again, and went into the second room. Sure enough, there sat the dog with eyes as large as mill wheels. You had better not look at me so hard, said the soldier. Your eyes will come out of their sockets. And then he set the dog on the apron. And when he saw all the silver in the chest, he threw away the copper he had taken and filled his pockets and knapsack with nothing but silver. Then he went into the third room. Oh my, the dog there had two eyes, each as large as the round tower at Copenhagen, spinning round in his head like wheels. Good evening, said the soldier, and saluted, for he had never seen a dog like this before. But when he had examined him more closely, he thought to himself, Now then, I've had enough of this, and put the dog down on the floor and opened the chest. Heavens, what a heap of gold there was! With all that, he could buy up the whole town and all the sweetmeat, all the tin soldiers, whips, and rocking horses in the whole world. 
Now he threw away all the silver with which he had filled his pockets and knapsack and filled them with gold instead. Yes, all his pockets, his knapsack, hat and boots even, so that he could hardly walk. Now he was rich indeed. He put the dog back upon the chest, shut the door, and then called up through the tree. Now pull me up again, old witch. Have you got the tinderbox also? asked the witch. Oh, bother, said the soldier. I had completely forgotten it. And then he went back and fetched it. The witch pulled him up, and there he stood again on the high road with pockets, knapsack, hat, and boots filled with gold. What do you want to do with the tinderbox? asked the soldier. That doesn't matter to you, replied the witch. You have got your money. Give me the tinderbox. We'll see, said the soldier. Tell me at once what you want to do with it, or I will take it for myself and leave you here with nothing. No, screamed the witch. But the soldier immediately grabbed her apron and quickly ran away. He tied up all his gold in the apron, slung it like a bundle over his shoulder, put the tinderbox in his pocket, and set out towards the town. It was a splendid town. He turned into the finest inn, ordered the best room and his favorite dinner. For now that he had so much money, he was really rich. It certainly occurred to the servant who had to clean his boots that they were awfully old boots for such a rich man. But that was because he had not yet bought new ones. The next day he appeared in respectable boots and fine clothes. Now, instead of a common soldier, he had become a noble lord. And the people told him about all the grand doings of the town and the king and what a beautiful princess his daughter was. How can one get to see her? asked the soldier. Oh, she is never to be seen at all. She lives in a great copper castle, surrounded by many walls and towers. No one except the king may go in and out, for it is said that she will marry a common soldier, and the king cannot accept that. I should very much like to see her, thought the soldier, but he could not get permission. Now he lived very happily, went to the theater, drove in the king's garden, and gave the poor a great deal of money, which was very nice of him. He had experienced in former times how hard it is not to have a penny in the world. Now he was rich, wore fine clothes, and made many friends, who all said that he was an excellent man, a real nobleman. And the soldier liked that. 
But as he was always spending money and never made any more, at last the day came when he had nothing left but two shillings and had to leave the beautiful rooms in which he had been living and go into a little attic under the roof and clean his own boots and mend them with a darning needle. None of his friends came to visit him there, for there were too many stairs to climb. It was a dark evening, and he could not even buy a light. But all at once he remembered that there was a little end of tinder in the tinderbox, which he had taken from the hollow tree into which the witch had helped him down. He found the box with the tinder in it, but just as he was kindling a light and had struck a spark out of the tinderbox, the door burst open, and the dog with eyes as large as saucers, which he had seen down in the tree, stood before him and said, What does my lord command? What's the meaning of this? exclaimed the soldier. This is a special kind of tinderbox. If I can get whatever I would like, then get me money, he cried to the dog. And hey, presto, he was off and back again, holding a great purse full of money in his mouth. Now the soldier knew what a special tinderbox this was. If he rubbed once, the dog that sat on the chest of copper appeared. If he rubbed twice, there came the dog that watched over the silver chest. And if he rubbed three times, the one that guarded the gold appeared. Now the soldier went down again to his beautiful rooms and appeared once more in splendid clothes. All his friends immediately recognized him again and enjoyed his company. One day he thought to himself, it is very strange that no one can get to see the princess. They all say she is very pretty, but what's the use of that if she has to sit forever in the great copper castle with all the towers? Can I not manage to see her somehow? Where is my tinderbox? And so he struck a spark and presto, there came the dog with eyes as large as saucers. It is the middle of the night, I know, said the soldier, but I would very much like to see the princess for a moment. The dog was already outside the door, and before the soldier could look round, in he came with the princess. She was lying asleep on the dog's back and was so beautiful that anyone could see she was a real princess. The soldier really could not stop himself from kissing her. Then the dog ran back with the princess. But when it was morning and the king and the queen were drinking tea, the princess said that the night before she had had such a strange dream about a dog and a soldier. She had ridden on the dog's back and the soldier had kissed her. That is certainly a fine story, said the queen. But the next night, one of the ladies-in-waiting was to watch at the princess's bed 
to see if it was only a dream or if it had actually happened. The soldier had an overpowering longing to see the princess again, and so the dog came in the middle of the night and fetched her, running as fast as he could. But the lady-in-waiting slipped on rubber shoes and followed them. When she saw them disappear into a large house, she thought to herself, Now I know where it is, and made a great cross on the door with a piece of chalk. Then she went home and lay down, and the dog came back also with the princess. But when he saw that a cross had been made on the door of the house where the soldier lived, he took a piece of chalk also and made crosses on all the doors in the town. And that was very clever, for now the lady-in-waiting could not find the right house, as there were crosses on all the doors. Early the next morning, the king queen, ladies-in-waiting, and officers came out to see where the princess had been. There it is, said the king, when he saw the first door with a cross on it. No, there it is, my dear, said the queen, when she also saw a door with a cross. But here is one, and there is another, they all exclaimed. Wherever they looked, there was a cross on the door. Then they realized that the sign would not help them at all. But the queen was an extremely clever woman who could do a great deal more than just drive a coach. She took her great golden scissors, cut up a piece of silk, and made a pretty little bag of it. This she filled with the finest buckwheat grains and tied it around the princess's neck. This done, she cut a little hole in the bag so that the grains would strew the whole road wherever the princess went. In the night, the dog came again, took the princess on his back, and ran away with her to the soldier, who was very much in love with her and would have liked to have been a prince so that he might have had her for his wife. The dog did not notice how the grains were strewn right from the castle to the soldier's window, where he ran up the wall with the princess. In the morning, the king and the queen saw plainly where their daughter had been, and they took the soldier and put him in prison. There he sat. Oh, how dark and dull it was there. And they told him, Tomorrow you are to be sentenced. Hearing that did not exactly cheer him, and he had left his tinderbox in the inn. Next morning he could see through the iron grating in front of his little window how the people were hurrying out of the town to see him sentenced. He heard the drums and saw the soldiers marching. All the people were running to and fro. Just below his window was a shoemaker's apprentice with leather apron and shoes. He was skipping along so merrily 
that one of his shoes flew off and fell against the wall, just where the soldier was sitting peeking through the iron grating. Oh, shoemaker's boy, you needn't be in such a hurry, said the soldier to him. There's nothing going on until I arrive. But if you will run back to the house where I lived and fetch me my tinderbox, I will give you four shillings. But you must go quickly. The shoemaker's boy was very willing to earn four shillings and fetched the tinderbox, gave it to the soldier, and yes, now you shall hear. Outside the town, a great stage had been put up, and all around were standing the soldiers and hundreds of thousands of people. The king and queen were sitting on a magnificent throne opposite the judges and the whole council. The soldier was already standing on the top of the stage, but when they wanted to read out his sentence, he said that the giving of one innocent request was usually granted to a poor criminal before he underwent his punishment. He would so much like to smoke a small pipe of tobacco. It would be his last pipe in this world. The king could not refuse him this, and so he took out his tinderbox and rubbed it once, twice, three times. And lo and behold, there stood all three dogs the one with eyes as large as saucers, the second with eyes as large as mill wheels, and the third with eyes each as large as the round tower of Copenhagen. Help me now so that I may not be punished, cried the soldier. And thereupon the dogs fell upon the judges and the whole council, seizing some by the legs and others by the nose and throwing them into the air, so that they couldn't do anything more. This frightened the soldiers and all the people cried, good soldier, you shall be our king and marry the beautiful princess. Then they put the soldier into the king's coach and the three dogs danced in front, crying, hurrah. And the boys whistled and the soldiers presented arms. The princess came out of the copper castle and happily became queen. And this pleased her very much. The wedding festivities lasted for eight days and the dogs sat at the table and made eye at everyone. And that is the end of the story. Sleep tight.